ever wonder what parenting is really like? Do you think that you're the only one that's struggling? Or have you missed out on that amazing hack everyone was talking about? Well, that sounds like you. Grab a seat and get comfy, as you'll be hearing real-life stories from parents that are on the same collective journey, a little thing called parenthood. We'll hear from parents, caregivers, and experts as we fumble through this wonderful path together. I'm your host, Rashida, and welcome to the Parents Connecting Podcast. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to pop on here for a mini episode. I wanted to sprinkle a few of my own personal dealings and I guess life experiences that I think I want to share and hopefully you get a little bit out of them and maybe you resonate with them. Um, But I, I have, I've referred to some of this stuff throughout many of the episodes in terms of just, you know, the, like the last couple of years for me have been, you know, really, I guess, enlightening because I have done a lot of reading. I mentioned I'm a lifelong learner and I've done a ton of research on a ton of different things. And I think ultimately the reason that I've even come across a lot of stuff is because I am really growing and evolving as a person And so much of what I've learned over the last years in terms of personal development, right, personal growth, is really impacting how I see the world, how I see relationships, what I want out of myself, what I want out of my friendships, my relationships, my family, my work, my career, all those kind of things. And it's a lot, right? Like, I mean, on anything that you you know, you may be interested in or learn, maybe you read self de- like uh, personal development books. And I really got into that kind of stuff. Um, a few years ago, I would say like, I read my first, like personal development book and 20 at the end of 2019, I was going through a really kind of a down phase in life. And I just came across this book called The Miracle Morning. And I think I was listening to podcasts and I happened to hear this guy and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to pick this book up. It had been years since I had read a book like cover to cover. And I picked that book up and I think I read it in just a couple of days. And that started really this path of unlocking um, and really even learning about this whole personal development genre, I would say, of life. I do like to learn, but I hadn't really, I think, ventured into that aspect of things where, of course, there's tons of books and, you know, webinars and you know, groups and all, I don't even like, you know, it's a plethora of things that you can, you can do in terms of personal development. But I think with the advent of social media and so much stuff online that you see, right, there's like people that are coaches and, um, you know, like the, all the little sayings that you see that, you know, of maybe you're a mom and you, you know, you see some sort of meme of either a funny thing or just something that you can relate to in terms of it being a struggle and, and all these kind of things. And back then, I would, I think I was, yeah, I was a mom, um, had a one-year-old, and uh, and it was a struggle, right? I mean, I talk about this in, in prior episodes. And anyways, I mean, the point of this is that I, I went into this whole realm of um, wanting to know and learn about myself. And I have come to a place in my life, I'm in my late 30s, I'm going to be um, 38, I'm going to turn 38, actually, um, this month in March. And, you know, that's 
it's like you're it's like you, you sort of reflect on life. And I think this happens, you know, in any decade, really, right? I'm coming upon my 40s. And which just as a side note, I feel like, you know, when I was younger and, you know, in my adolescent years, like 40 seemed so old, right? Like your parents were 40 or you had all these like, you know, just I just remember the feeling like such a huge gap. And I remember I used to watch the Oprah show when I was like really little, like, you know, like in high school or whatever. And I remember Jennifer Aniston. And this is I don't even know why I remember this, but there was an episode where Jennifer Aniston was on the Oprah show. And I thought, wow, she looks so young um, for being 40, because to me, 40 seemed really old. Um, and so it's kind of it's just funny how how life works. And, you know, here I am coming across 40 and I don't feel old. Right. Like, I mean, I feel there are often times where our body feels physically old. And I don't know how like the older generation did it in terms of just getting through life. But um, but that's like a whole nother topic. So I'm coming on my 40s and I don't I don't think it's I don't actually think it's old. I feel sometimes when I'm like I feel like I just came out of college sometimes, right? Like I just it's just kind of one big stream of of life. And anyways, I say that because um as I've gone through these last couple of years, specifically I think over this like last year of a really intense um I guess growth, really personal growth about myself and I'm and I'm really like in the process. And so I wanted to talk through this because I think oftentimes we see sort of the before and we see the after of things, but we don't see the middle part. We don't see the middle part of it, right? Um, people, if it's like losing weight, right? You see the before picture and the after picture. You're like, wow, like, oh my gosh, this person lost so much weight. It looks so good. But there's so much that happens in between that, right? And I'm sure anybody that's gone through that did a lot of work to get to that after. And I think that's what I wanted to share my thoughts on today, I'm going through the middle part of some sort of evolution of myself. Because as I look on what I'm doing for work, you know, how I am, what I value, I think that's, I really am taking a real closer look as to what my values are. And not values in terms of like morals or anything like that. And I, I'll give you an example of, from something I read. It was like a Harvard Business Review short book. It was like a 45-minute listen on an audio book. And it was so profound. And the one thing I took from that that I want to um, share here is the, the, the concept of values. And this book was about work, work styles, and how different people in different organizations, like how different managers are. Um, and they talk, they give examples of different people, like, like, you know, they use an example of, um, I think there was like a, the captain and, um, in the army or something. And he was very, he was the type of style who really needed to talk out loud. He would just talk at people, but that's the way he processed. And so it kind of talks about how individuals can have very different methodologies of learning, of, um, working and all that kind of stuff. And they gave this example of about values. And they said, there was this one woman, and I'm not going to get it exactly, but this is the gist of it. Um, There was a woman who was in the HR function. And this was a smaller company. And they, their values, this company's values was to kind of um, bring higher, higher up internally. So they would train their employees and they would want to see them promoted through the ranks and they, that was what they valued. And they aligned with this woman's values. She really believed in, you know, um, having people internally, you know, 
using their worth and the training and because they know the organization and all that stuff and, and bring them up to speed, right? And then a little later, this company was either acquired or merged or something with another company. And that other company, their values were to hire externally, like getting the cream of the crop, really good experts and bring them into the organization to you know either establish change or to just really um, be just very high caliber. Now, neither of those are actually good or bad, right? It's just a different set of values and it's a different perspective of what works. And, and it really, I mean, it really is, it's, it's not a good or bad, it's just is. But when these organizations came together, they had to choose one. And the choice was made, I think this larger company, they, they went, um, they were going to start doing external hires, right? And uh, the woman that was involved on the HR side of the smaller company was going to be leading this effort. And so she was tasked with finding, you know, people externally and, um, and hiring them and, and getting them on board and all that kind of stuff. And this went against her values. I don't think it was, a, you know, it's like you don't really know what your value is until you're in conflict with it. Again, it's subconscious. It might not, you might not even be aware of it at all. And so as time went on, she got really unhappy and really almost resented like, you know, it, and there was like things that get built up, right? And I love this example because it's, it really is, um, it, it's an example that doesn't, paint one or the other better or worse, which I think is important to understand because when we're in our own minds, you know, we always think that this is the best way and it's just different. And so she ended up understanding that, Hey, this is, this is going against my value system. And when somebody's going against your value system, you're really not in alignment with yourself. And there's probably some friction it's creating and you might not even be aware of it or, um, or understand it yet. I think, it, and my hope is in terms of bringing this to light, is that you start becoming maybe more aware or maybe ask yourself, what is my value? Because I don't think we do that as people. We, we see other things happening like around us and we're like, ugh, and we, we'll have an opinion or judgment about it. And I think ultimately that's because it goes against what we value, right? And um, until you define that, you really can't sort of adjust around it. So she ended up leaving the organization because, um, again, it just, it didn't align with her values. And she found it, maybe she found a different, maybe in my version of the story, she found a different job that, you know, um, was more aligned with, with what she wanted and, and how she, you know, thought. And I say all that, and I bring that example up because that really stuck with me. And I mean, I, I listened to that years ago and I have started asking that to myself and not as often as I'd like. But I'm in this similar position of asking myself, what is my value? And I mentioned this, I I do work, right? I work full time. And I am a person from a personality standpoint that takes a lot of initiative. I am a driver of change. I don't like to stay stagnant in anything, really, whether it's work, whether it's like going to, I mean, as simple as things like restaurants, I don't like going to the same restaurant over and over and over and having the same thing. Um, that's actually evolved a little bit. I mean, funny enough. Um, but if you, if, if I was to travel, let's use a travel example, I want, there's so much to see of the world. To me, it's like, I want to be able to go to a different country or a different city and to explore something in that region and, and feel like I did something. But going back to the same space to, for me, 
feels like I'm like excluding all the other things. And so, um, understanding that about myself and how I plan trips is, you know, even, and, and who I go with on these trips is important because if one person really does like consistency and maybe they're building some sort of memory, right, of tradition. And I do like that in terms of tradition, like doing one thing, but not to the exclusivity. And so, and so from a work perspective and from a, just a life perspective, I am really taking a pretty hard look at what is going against my value system because I am unhappy and I am um, like I think things build inside of you at least they do to me and I don't I'm, I'm my personality is one where I sort of go with the flow I don't like to do a ton of complaining at least <laughs> at least like at work or you know, externally with like friendships and stuff. It's just, it's kind of negative energy to be around. However, um, on the other side of that, I think I've gone to an, on an extreme side because, you know, growing, I think this has a lot to do with my childhood. Growing up, I don't feel like I was ever really open with people in terms of kind of what's going on in the background. And I am learning in this evolution of, of self and, you know, kind of taking a look at my entire life is child uh or you know when you're adolescent and child kind of um experiences really really impact you um and 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 shape you in terms of the adult that you become it's not to say that you're only stuck in there but it does shape who you are and i i've never really understood or taken stock of how much that impact um was for me and in my for me personally I think that I have thought of myself as kind of a happy-go-lucky kid. You know, I um, it was very independent. I really needed to do things myself. Didn't ask for a ton of help, um, and that was that gave me a sense of self um, through college and you know through high school and all that kind of stuff. And then you know as I became an adult and, and moved out and all that kind of and all those things. And what I'm recognizing now is while that independence was great, right, it did give me a sense of self, it allowed me to accomplish a huge amount of things. It also, I think, um, kind of is a little bit isolating to some degree, or I don't know if isolating is actually the right word, but you lose the connectivity of going through something with people. And that takes a lot of vulnerability. And growing up the way that I grew up, that level of vulnerability, unfortunately, just wasn't, there wasn't space for that. When I talk about things, I don't like to, I'm not a person that like places blame on a whole bunch of things. Like I think people do the best that they can. I really do believe that. But I think that some people have limited abilities, limited sets of skills, limited, you know, scope of just life. And, you know, they may have gone through their own version of trauma and can't, they just don't have the ability. And I, so I, I take that into consideration when I formulate my thoughts and my opinions about people and things. Um, and I, that's always in the back of my mind, right? Like, I don't think that people are intentionally doing things that kind of sometimes feel like that, but and it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt you. And I think that 
I've recognized that I've, I've sort of painted myself as like, I think if you talk to anybody from like past or anybody that knows me, they'll probably have this version of me that is me in terms of the ambition, in terms of the hardworking, you know, happy, like, um, got it all together, putting things together, you know, just that I'm like a really put together person because that's what I sort of emulate. I put that out there. But there's all this stuff underneath the hood that nobody sees because, A, I don't let people see it, right? That's part of it. Um, And that's where the vulnerability is. And the ability to, like, I guess maybe take rejection. I don't know if that's what it is or just, you know, to put yourself out there. And that's where the childhood thing comes in play. I was around family that, unfortunately, just weren't emotionally available. Um, I don't think that that was intentional. You know, it just life circumstances um, had that as part of my experience, right? That was my life experience. And I think different people go through different things. Some people grew up with, you know, maybe somebody that was um, an alcoholic parent or somebody that was, maybe they're a single parent. Maybe there's some tragedy. You lost a parent. Maybe your parents got divorced and you're, and you're kind of getting passed back and forth. These are all different life circumstances, right? They just happen. And so for me um, and my experience, it was that level of like not feeling like there's somebody there for you because there was other stuff that was going on that took that ability um from from kind of that connections that you that you want with your children and that impacts me that impacts me today and impacts me I think it impacted me through life and I've taken the good parts of that but I'm now recognizing that where, what can I do to evolve and grow myself? Because I really am in a place in life that I want to grow as a human being. And generally speaking, I think that I do that pretty well, but there's a ton of stuff that I don't do well. (laughs) And um, one of those has become, I think, just like being able to tolerate like my level of tolerance for things that don't go according to plan or that there's no plan at all. Like those are things that affect me. And I'm finding that it's not, it's, it's because I'm in this like level of dysregulation. This just, when you're in a, in a state of dysregulation, your body is not calm. And when your body and your, is not calm and your mind isn't calm, you actually cannot access the rational part of your brain. Like there's some, you know, you always hear about that fight and fight, flight or fight response. And it's your amygdala, right? Your amygdala is kind of your, your emotional um, center of the brain that protects you in terms of, you know, scares and, and, and all that stuff. And when you're in a, in, in a phase of dysregulation, that part of your body takes over. And it's very limiting in terms of your ability to really make rational decisions and really just like thought, thoughtful, right? Where your, your prefrontal cortex is like the front part of your brain where that's where all the logic comes and that's where your thoughts and, you know, ability to probably um, just, you know, censor yourself and do all the things that you need to do. And um, I think that I've been in a phase of life, really, that that amygdala response has been hyperactive and so um and that's why I'm looking at the life in total right it's so easy to put 
blame or focus on the the actions or the actions of others or where you are in life to this particular phase of life. But I actually think it's broader than that. I think when you get into a really challenging place in life, which I have been through, really have, like it's tested my mental um, my, my mental state and my, my ability to really take on as much as I have. And so I've taken a broader look. I'm taking a broader look of, well, what, why, what, what's going on? What's the, pro- what's the actual problem? Like, don't put the blame on somebody. What's the actual problem? I listened to something yesterday and um, they talked about, um, I can't remember in what context, but they just made the statement of like, don't place blame on, you know, a person. Try to see what the problem is and not put and not think that that person is your problem. And that was profound to me because it's so easy to blame people for things, for either a situation or um, something that you don't like or something that happened. Um, but there is a fundamental problem. And that goes and that kind of ties back to what I was talking about in terms of values, right? Usually, if you really take a look at yourself and take a look at if, where is your friction in your life, in your relationships, in your um, in your work and, and whatever it is, what's causing the friction? Like, let's say you have a work problem. Let's say you really hate your boss for whatever reason. Um, what's the reason that you hate them? Is it because they're like yelling all the time? Is it because they're really mean to people? Well, that tells me that, well, your value is that you value kindness, right? And that person maybe doesn't, doesn't have the same values or they're not, or maybe if they do, they're not, you know, behaving in a way that, you know, aligns with that value. And so I think that that mindset, the value mindset is so profound that it can really change. It can really shift your mind and it can, it's really a paradigm shift. Um, because when you start looking at things in terms of values, you can really, really pinpoint or start to pinpoint what is it that's not meeting your values. And then you can start addressing things. So if you're in a work situation where you really hate work, right? You just really, why is it that you hate work? Is it the people? Is it the culture? Is it a specific person? Is it the role? Is it like what you're doing? It's like really going, maybe you're, I don't know, like working at an organization where that company is, you know, doing something that is against your value. Maybe you're working at a tobacco farm. I don't know. I'm just making up stuff. Um, and maybe you really don't, you know, believe in smoking. Like that's like an example, right? That's a kind of a really obvious example, but you can get my gist. And, and so I'm taking a look at that. I think that I am recognizing that my values of life, my values of people, like what I value. My, so some of my values I've recognized are initiative. I really need people to take initiative, to be accountable to be thoughtful, to be responsible, right? And I think that's where when I see people that aren't, that in my perspective, again, like there's always two perspective of things, that same person could then think, well, I am being responsible. I am doing X, Y, Z. And then you can have a conversation around why and what, what you know, maybe what you define as those particular things. Um, and so I, I just wanted to share these things because... These have become really important to me, and I am assessing a lot of things in my life, really. And uh, I hope that 
maybe you, you listen to this and, and you can take a, an insight view into maybe ask yourself and it doesn't, I mean, you can get really lost in everything. So pick one, one particular area where maybe you're really unhappy, right? If it's work, if it's your relationship, if it's your kids, if it's your relationship with your children or your relationship with your spouse or your partner, um, or maybe your parents, you know, whatever, whatever that thing is, that's maybe causing the most, um, challenge or most anxiety or most you know physical harm right I think lots we sort of almost like ignored what our bodies are telling us our bodies like you know and maybe you don't have a sense of like what what you're feeling but feel feel physically is your heart racing a little bit feel anxious do you and and maybe some people don't even know what anxious is right but try to like tune into your body like some people's their their hands sweat right their their um, their heart rate starts going up they start sweating they start getting warm these are all actual physical um reactions physical body reactions to something that's going on internally in your system that's telling you something it's all a signal it's all a sign and we have to be almost a little investigators to figure out what exactly is my body telling me what exactly is my mind telling me what exactly this environment is kind of going against what my value is so that and once you figure that out and once you're kind of aligned, it's free. It really is. And I have stumbled across a lot of the stuff. And when I do find something that I'm like, oh, yeah, like that, like, I really value being able to hang out, like, with family, when, like, when just be, or friends, and just, like, have a conversation. And to not be superficial right like I like superficial you know there's like there is a place and there's a time and place for superficial conversations right networking events and this and that and even then I would say you know go a little bit deeper but when I'm like it fills my soul when I'm just being able to hang around with people and they share something about their life I share something about mine we connect and there's like a happy there's just it's like this it's not a tangible thing but it's a feeling that you get you're like wow that was like a, oh, it was a really good time right like why did you have such a good time and so in addition to seeing what the, maybe the, it's not about all seeing the bad stuff. It's about seeing the good stuff. Like what is making sense in your life? What is feeling really good? And hone in on that so that you can practice that muscle of like figuring, figuring out what your value is. So I hope that was helpful. Um, as I sort of walk through this path, you know, I have a goal in my mind that like by 40, right? I'm going to be in a place that's like much more active. I've become super sedentary over the last several years, um, especially post children. And I don't like that about myself. Um, it's really, you know, I was, I was a lot more active before and I felt great, right? Like from a body perspective, from a strength perspective, from an energy perspective. And that has shifted, you know, I think with remote work and being in an office and like, you know, just kind of the work I do, it's really easy to just sit for like hours and hours and not get up. Um, and so it really, I'm on this journey of becoming a better person, right? Somebody that I can like look back and be proud of, even in your darkest and, you know, not greatest moments. Um, and I'm going to, I will, you know, I'm going to have a few of these episodes peppered through, um, this show so that you can get a little taste of what it feels like to, to look at the middle stage, not just the before, not just the after, right? Not just the social media reel of like all the good pictures, right? Like behind every picture that you see, there's probably like, you know, 10,000 of them (laughs) that you don't see, 
Um, and so my goal is to open this channel up and to see a little bit behind so that it doesn't become where you're trying to meet some like just really um, expectations or vision of what like this perfect life or this perfect thing should be. So part of life is a struggle, it's a joys, but it's also some of these struggles. Um, you have to go through these struggles to, to get something, to get something sweeter, hopefully. So I hope that was helpful. And until next time, happy connecting. I hope that you guys enjoyed that episode and we'll start asking yourself, what is your value? What are your value systems? And start that conversation, that dialogue with yourself and hopefully find some areas that are causing some friction that maybe you weren't aware of and um, you can work on that one thing. So if you found this episode helpful, uh, please share it with a friend, rate the show, review it, um, and subscribe. All those things really, really do make a difference in terms of getting the podcast out there to more listeners. And feel free to join my Facebook group, Parents Connecting, and follow me on Instagram at rashida.parentsconnecting. I'd love to hear from you. I love seeing all the messages and supports and, and notes and, um, you know, if you have an idea for a show that you want to hear, I'm always open to hearing feedback um, and would love to have you on the show. So reach out and until the next week, take care.